I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today's reading is a series of Psalms, Psalms 89, 96, 100, 101, and 105. Psalm 89 is perhaps a note from captivity. It's in the subtitle, says, Maskell of Ethan, the Ezraite. Verse 1, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. Selah. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. For who in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints, and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord likened to thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee? Thou rulest the raging of the sea. When the waves thereof arise, thou stillest them. Thou hast broken Rahab in pieces as one that is slain. Thou hast scattered thine enemies with thy strong arm. The heavens are thine, the earth also is thine. As for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. The north and the south, thou hast created them. Tabor and Hermon shall rejoice in thy name. Thou hast a mighty arm, and strong is thy hand, and high is thy right hand. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horns shall be exalted. For the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. Then thou spakest in vision to thy Holy One, and saidest, I have laid help upon one that is mighty. I have exalted one chosen out of the people. I have found David my servant, with my holy oil have I anointed him. With whom my hand shall be established, mine arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. And I will beat down his foes before his face, and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand also in the sea, and his right hand in the rivers." He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. 
If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fall. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon, and as a faithful witness in heaven, Selah. But thou hast cast off and abhorred, thou hast been wroth with thine anointed. Thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant, thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground. Thou hast broken down all his hedges, thou hast brought his strongholds to ruin. All that pass by the way spoil him, he is a reproach to his neighbors. Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries. Thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. Thou hast also turned the edge of his sword, and hast not made him to stand in the battle. Thou hast made his glory to cease, and cast his throne down to the ground. The days of his youth hast thou shortened. Thou hast covered him with shame, Selah. How long, O Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. Wherefore hast thou made all men in vain? What man is he that liveth, and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? Selah. Lord, where are thy former loving kindness, which thou swearest unto David in thy truth? Remember, Lord, the reproach of thy servants how I do bear in my bosom the reproach of all the mighty people. Wherewith thine enemies have reproached, O Lord, wherewith they have reproached the footsteps of thine anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. In the introduction to this one, Maskell there indicates that this is an instructional song or poem. Also, Ethan the Ezraite is found mentioned among David's musicians in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 31, and also in 1 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 17, and then again in 19. That would seem to fix the date of the writing of this psalm during the reign of David. However, the content of this psalm has caused many scholars to fix the date of the writing of this psalm much later, as late as the 8th century B.C., they maintain that this Ethan the Ezraite must be another of the same name who lived centuries later. Now, one thing is for certain. The writer is reminding God of his promise to Israel. Look at verses 3 and 4. It says, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. This psalm is rather to the point. The writer is reminding God of his covenant and pleading for the restoration of Israel. Notice verse 46. How long, Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? It would appear that the author is writing at a time when Israel is being chastised by God for their sin. It's difficult to find a period during the life of David where these words make any sense. But they make perfect sense during or after the falls of Israel and Judah in 721 B.C. and Judah in 586 B.C. Psalm 89 serves as one of the many Old Testament confirmations that David's rule is eternal. 
If you want to know more about that, see my article under the topic section of BibleTrack.org entitled The Davidic Covenant. The direct statements to that end here make it impossible to interpret that any other way. Notice also the following verses from this psalm that validate God's covenant with David. Verse 35, Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. Verse 36 says, His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. And verse 37, It shall be established forever as the moon, and as a faithful witness in heaven. Selah. However, the verses that immediately follow verse 37 create the strong impression that a descendant of David is not occupying the throne at the time of this writing. And that's why many have suggested that it was written during the exile period. Incidentally, Rahab in verse 10 is a Hebrew transliteration and literally means boaster, strength, or proud. Here it's used as a reference to Egypt, as is also the case in Psalm 87.4. In verse 12, Tabor and Hermon are two mountains, Tabor marking the northernmost boundary of Palestine, while Hermon is approximately 11 miles southwest of the Sea of Galilee. Now it's time for praise song in Psalm 96. No subtitle here. Let's just go right to verse 1. O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. The author to this one is not specified, but he's just praising God for his salvation. This appears to be the song that was sung at the return of the Ark of the Covenant in First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 23 to 33. That makes David's authorship likely, but still not really known. Notice verse 5, For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. The word for idols in the Hebrew there is el-il, which means something worthless. There's no political correctness in that. Anything except faith in the one true Lord God, Jehovah, is absolutely worthless. That brings us to the five verses of Psalm 100, where we see God's steadfast love endures forever. The subtitle to this one simply says, A Psalm of Praise. Verse 1, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. 
Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. The author of this psalm is, again, not known. He calls upon men to serve God for two reasons. Because he's God, verses 1 through 3, and because he's good, verses 4 and 5. Several contemporary praise songs contain lyrics found in this very psalm. It's upbeat and encouraging. Here are three things in this psalm we should know about God in verse 5. The Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. God's standards are permanent. His truth just doesn't waver. In a world where truth is relative and social standards continually change, it's good to know that we have a God and His Word serving to keep us grounded on unchanging truth. We have a commitment to excellence in Psalm 101, and this one in the subtitle does say a Psalm of David. Verse 1, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will I not suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Well, the subtitle is clear on this one. David's the author, and he's determined to be fully committed to God. Not only so, he also pledges to keep his people towing the line of righteous living as well. However, from verse 3 to the end of the psalm, David speaks of how he will deal with the wicked within his kingdom. He sums it up in verse 8. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. That's definitive, isn't it? Psalm 105. Let's just praise the Lord. Verse 1. No subtitle given here, by the way. Verse 1. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgment of his mouth. O ye seed of Abraham his servant, ye children of Jacob his chosen. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He hath remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham, and his oath unto Isaac, and confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. When they were but a few men in number, yea, very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, 
saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He brake the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of his substance, to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. And he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their heart to hate his people, to deal subtly with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They showed his signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark, and they rebelled not against his word. He turned their waters into blood and slew their fish. Their land brought forth frogs in abundance in the chambers of their kings. He spake, and there came divers sorts of flies and lice in all their coast. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in their land. He smote their vines also in their fig trees and brake the trees of their coast. He spake, and the locusts came in caterpillars, and that without number, and did eat up all the herbs in their land, and devoured the fruit of their ground. He smote also all the firstborn in their land, the chief of all their strength. He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them fell upon them. He spread a cloud for a covering and fired to give light in the night. The people asked, and he brought quails, and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and the waters gushed out. They ran in the dry places like a river. For he remembered his holy promise, and Abraham his servant. And he brought forth the people with joy, and his chosen with gladness, and gave them the lands of the heathen, and they inherited the labor of the people." that they might observe his statutes and keep his laws. Praise ye the Lord. Now, in this psalm, the author is unknown, but he's encouraging the people of Israel to praise the Lord. And why? Just look at everything God's done for our people. Enough reason to praise the Lord. The unknown writer here gives a rather extensive history lesson on God's gracious provision for Israel down through the centuries from Abraham to the possessing of Canaan. We're reminded in verse 42 that all of God's provisions through those centuries was because of the promise God had made to Abraham. They had a lot to be thankful for, and the psalmist wants to make certain they realize that. Now, here's an outline of the history lesson found in this psalm. First of all, we find a call to praise and remember God's miraculous works in verses 1 through 7. Then we have an overview of God's covenant with Abraham in verses 8 through 15. Then in verses 16 to 24, we find the life of Joseph and Israel's settlement in Egypt. Then in verses 25 to 38, the life of Moses and the exodus from Egypt. Then we find God's care for Israel in the wilderness in verses 39 to 41. And finally, Israel's entrance into Canaan outlined in verses 42 through 45. Now, some of this psalm is quoted in connection with David's procession when bringing the ark to Jerusalem 
in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 8 through 22. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walton.